0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com.
1: There was an old man left the foot of the hill. He ain't moved away. He's a living there still
2: singing by Diddle-eye, diddle-eye, bye. Diddle-eye, diddle day. He hitched up his hogs and went out to plow. I got around, we never knew how singing fire. Diddle lie
1: day. Old devil come to him
0: and feel one day.
2: Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick.
0: I'm Bob. And I'm Tom.
2: And we are reporting from the smoldering ruins of the United States. Pat, were you Everybody? warming up
0: your um, your uh, Were you hitting like the top of a can when we started?
2: No, I was. Uh, oh. I, I I was doing a little, a little. You it's, know, good. A, a,
1: a it's
0: good. Okay. It's good. It's like it's like you're a professional vocalist or something. <laughs> I think you're doing like the warriors come out to play thing.
2: No, I, I, my professional vocal, uh,
0: you know, acumen.
2: I, I, yeah, my that's that's what I made my bones doing. You know, I'm a bit of a bit of a vocalist for sure. I was listening to.
0: I'm a bit of a vocalist. I mean, that's what people say. I can't say it, but people say (laughs) that I'm a bit of a vocalist.
2: So everybody, we know this is a This is recorded a little behind the scenes. This is recorded the day that things are going insane and you are not going to get it for about seven days. And, or six days, probably six right?
1: days. Yeah, it's yeah. so a Wednesday. <laughs> today was the day of the insurrection, right? Um, this, this this attack attack the the day the country died. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. And so, uh, you'll hear this on Tuesday uh, after. So either which is hopefully a regular Tuesday, by the way. Right, or or we'll be knee deep in the Civil War.
2: Here's the thing, everybody. We may mention it in passing. Uh, it is certainly an important event, but it's one that we are going to look like fools if we go too deep on any viewpoint on, because the whole, it, by the time this reaches your ears, the situations could change sh- so dramatically
0: that they'll have changed 17 times by then.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: So, you know what I mean? Like there's no way of, yeah, you're absolutely right. There could be right. an amendment so, 25. There could be a ton of stuff that goes on between in the next, uh, 144 hours.
1: The, so exactly.
0: Is, so Thanks. everybody
2: just understand we're not being, uh, it, it's Aloof. a weird thing to, to do a podcast like this because you don't want to not acknowledge that a thing is happening. And at the same time, you don't, you're not the news, so you can't provide very, it, it's arriving to you late. So uh, just understand we, we may reference it, but uh, this is happening as we're recording. Important to remember everybody. <laughs> So, mm. let's mm. let's get started on the episode and talk some hardcore for as long as we can.
1: Let's do it first thing first. Let's thank our sponsors. Let's thank to live a lie, Close Casket Activities. <laughs> and today's <laughs> featured sponsors Deathwish Inc and Run for Cover Records. I'm going to start us off with Run for Cover Records. Guys, uh they have they have some some news that's coming out today. Uh Patrick what is your favorite community-based app uh, that you use locally?
2: That would be the citizen app, which uh, (laughs) is, uh, I had mixed feelings on it because it is weirdly, it is a snitch app in some ways. And while I'm not a, while I'm not a a criminal, I still have like a sort of, you know, like a vague idea that I shouldn't be snitching on my fellow citizen. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the citizen app is also a, uh, bulwark against a bulwark against, uh, uh, police, uh, uh, misbehavior. So right. it's, it's this weird sort of balance where you are, if, if you engage with that app in the, in respect to showing, like you can record to it and all that live stream to it. And if you do that, you're really taking this strange position of, am I doing something that is anti-authoritarian. Or am I doing something that's pro-citizen, or 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 is it, or or am I snitching on my fellow citizen?
1: Well, <laughs> it's, well it's do really you to, know who are who are definitely not snitches? <laughs> run for cover, recording artists, citizen. And big fat they a, the big better fat? version of the citizen. That's right. They have an album coming out. Oh, uh, coming out March twenty-sixth. It's getting announced. Yo, today. So if you're listening to this early. Yo, this is like early information. We're leaking it out to you. Uh, hmm. The album is called Life in Your Glass World. The new song coming out today is I Want to Kill You. So oh, I don't I like know. That. Feels feels strangely appropriate.
0: Can't wait to learn the words so I can sing it to Pat.
1: That's right. <laughs> uh, it's aggressive. So you're going to go to runforcoverrecords.com. Go in the store. This, this is probably prominently featured. Uh, if it's not in there yet, wait till like noon Eastern time. It'll be there. Tom, you're going to enter a promo code. What is that code? That would be Axe to Grind. And Patrick, what do you got to do with it? Spell that out. And get your discount. Also, grab some other stuff. Grab some self-defense family stuff. They need, they need your support as well. But, you know, <laughs> anything,
2: anything you can do, folks.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yo, uh, We're not going to panhandle self-defense during the Citizen Blitz. Uh, really cool. Uh, this band has continued to grow. And it's, it's kind of awesome to see how much of an impact they've had Um, a band who I know is many people's favorite band. And uh, has kind of stolen the show at a few different events. I know, I think they played a sound and fury a few years ago where it was like, Oh damn, like that was cool. You know? So um, big shout outs to them. Uh, Shout outs to run for cover forever. Um, Guys, I'm going to need your help. The label run by Trey McCarthy, Jake Bannon is called, Deathwish Death wish inc Deathwish inc guys at com, you can get all sorts of cool stuff cool gear cool records uh i don't know if you guys got anything for me i picked two records we're we're kind of like mixed bag here we like eps but i'm to be honest not partial to seven inches uh I'm, i prefer a 12 the whole thing but I'm not going to pass over two really good seven inches that Deathwish did in the last couple years. Uh, I am encouraging everyone to get the gouge Away consider single. Um, I call it consider because the back, the B side is wave mutilation, which is a cover and the American nightmare life support single again, because it's got an original and then a cover on the backside, uh, two records that are really good by bands who you can see are developing and doing different things musically. Um, it's just fucking cool. I, I actually really, I think for a band like American nightmare, who's been around forever, it's impressive to see the energy with which they develop and are doing new things. And, uh, yeah, I, I fuck with this record. Um, so I'm going to order that you guys get anything or should we just head to the promo code? Oh,
2: uh- I would have to see what they've got in stock on, on shirts. Uh, and I don't want, I don't want to use our time like that, but I would urge everybody uh, as seasons change, everybody, it's time for a mm. long sleeve. So uh, if you haven't stocked up on your winter long sleeves, uh Deathwish typically has more than a couple in stock, including that drop dead one that I like so much. And
0: so they have an American uh, nightmare long sleeve that goes along with the record that Bob just ordered. They sure Perfect. do. Oh, yep. It, and it looks good. It, it looks good. So,
1: Very uh, good. Patrick, you're going to enter a promo code,
2: Axe to Grind,
1: and Tom, what you got to do with that promo code? You have to spell it out. Boom, get your discount. Same code on the our other respective sponsors to live a line, close casket, save yourself some money, support whatever's left of this weird fucking country, and uh, and help the good people out. Guys, what's up? How you doing today?
2: Um, you know, I'm doing good, in part. Because the news that has a lot of people out of whack today, I was too self involved to really process while it was happening because I stepped in dog shit and traipsed it into my house. So, while while that whole thing was happening, I'm you know, that bent over old man, Mr. Magoo thing where you're like, you, you got your nose forward and you're like, what? that was me through my entire house thinking I did. I I just traipsed. Where did I step? I, I got to get rid of all of the fecal matter that might've come in on my shoe. And as a result, by the time that all this stuff is going on in, in, in uh, the Capitol, I, it was mostly resolved by the time I came back. So I, uh, uh, it 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 did not uh, beat me up the way that it beat up people that were watching it live on on C-SPAN or whatever it might have been broadcast on.
1: I mean, it was broadcast on all the major networks, basically.
2: So never heard of them, Bob.
1: I know, I know. I know. You're 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 not on those mainstream media sites, correct? Uh, channels. Um, yo, uh, Tom, you had a busy day. I I doubt you were able to escape this new cycle the way that our our colleague our compatriot was no
0: no stepping on dog shit was probably been like the 10th worst thing that happened today um (sighs) i i wish i i was actually talking about this with with a coworker today like i would trade like if i as long as i keep the amount of money i make Mm. if i could get some like just data entry job
1: oh yeah you're happy you'll take the cubicle
0: yeah, yeah, it's a lot of stress, but just watching this all go down and like, I mean, mind you, there's still a global pandemic, and you know, I work with folks that yeah. are on on Rikers Island, and it's like, you know, we're trying to make sure that those folks are getting vaccinated, and then the people that that work for me that are going there, they need to get vaccinated, because you know, and yeah. and like, uh, just one thing, if I can complain Please. for one second, go. And this is just this is just like the kind of give. I know some folks like some inside them like the shit that I do, stuff that we do. You know, For sure. and I think so. This is no way it matters. So like, there's a website that's like an inmate lookup, right? So like, you could look up anyone that's on Rikers Island, as long as you have like certain like there's two numbers that go with you. There's a thing called a NYCID,
1: uh-huh.
0: which follows you for your whole life. You get arrested once. You get arrested a hundred times. You have the same nicid. right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's like your social security for jail. It's fucking terrible. Right. Yeah. They assign and it to thing, you
1: once you get booked in, right?
0: Right. Right. And then there's a thing called a book and case, which changes every time you're in and out of a facility, right? So there's a website that you can check, you know, hey, Patrick Hillen got, you know, arrested for peeing in public, mm-hmm. right? Fact, Typical. I mean, at yeah. Um, I can look him up, right, on this website, it'll tell you like when his next court date is, what he's being charged with, where he's going, where he's being held, all sort of stuff. But it also gives you the opportunity to pay bail remotely. Oh. And to fill up people's um um their cash, their inside cash, right? Yeah, not a dispensary, I'm blanking on the freaking word. Yeah.
1: <laughs> been a long um, day, folks.
0: Yeah. So it's been down. For three weeks, oh. so internally they can tell where everybody is. But anybody like so there was like this article that came out um, of like you know people were like we were trying you know like my son got arrested I don't live in New York so I can't go anywhere to pay bail so I was trying to bail him out he you know I could have bailed him out before Christmas and he could have been home, Ugh. but this I'm like of course nobody was running nobody's hustling <laughs> fucking it can get you know. Twitter can go it can explode and come back up in thirty seconds, yep. But it took um, the city three weeks to get the website back up and running.
2: Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't use this word very often for organizations that I don't assume anything good of to begin with. But we'll we'll go with disgraceful.
0: Yeah, yeah just like what the fuck, man! Like, can you like, can you be any worse at your job or any more transparently shitty to people? I I can't think of it. (laughs) (laughs)
2: It's terrible.
0: Yeah. And, you know, COVID and coups. Yeah. Yeah. And um, just watching that stuff unfold. I mean, you know, it's obviously not over. But just to kind of see that all that stuff go on and, like, who knows? Like I said, like we said, things could change 16 times between now and then. But, like, to watch, like, these fucking Capitol Police, like, Literally open the gates for these motherfuckers. And yeah. there's video of them, like, you know, or, yep. you know, walking them daintily. Like, they, I watched one motherfucker walk this old lady down the stairs, like I do, like, when I'm, like, getting my mom out of church. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. You know and what I mean? I think
1: it's like, um, it's weird how big of a deal white supremacy is, but it's not because it's staring you in the face on television, everyone. Like, it's just. It's blatant and ugly and there's even, you know, there's even more to it. But like, it's just obvious. Like anyone who's paid attention, I tortured myself uh, this evening. We had to drop off uh, Amanda's car and uh, and I was like, all right, let me put on talk radio, local New Jersey talk radio. And New Jersey's a blue state, but guess what? The talk radio is pretty fucking red. Um, and listened and it was Everybody, I don't condone, I don't condone what they were doing, but, but, you know, and there was every other caller was trying to make allusions to the protests this summer, the following George Floyd and Jacob Blake and uh, like That's you same. name the fucking hundreds yeah. of people. Yeah, not the same, not the same. I don't give a shit that someone threw a brick through a CVS window like
0: this right, is different, and,
1: and like, yo, yeah. like, like it's different. You, you Anyone making that argument is is pulling a pull hard. To to yeah. Yeah. yeah, so anyways, anyways, anyways. Uh, we could talk about this for a lot. It's ugly. Tom, I didn't want to step on what you were
0: saying. Oh, no, no. Yeah. No, but I mean, I just like, you know, and like, I was go- trying to, I was going to get to like what you were saying. It's just like, yeah. to watch this, and like, t- for it to be so brazen, like, in your fucking face. Like, yeah. can you imagine if that was fucking... 10 Muslim people walking up the stairs of the Capitol. there would be 10, yeah, 10 Muslim I, people. I, Correct. I, I, Don't pat. No,
2: no, I no. can do the
0: like, well, actually I'm good. I, no, no,
2: today. no, listen, I, I'm not doing any of that. I, I, I just, uh, that's why it's a very, the part of this that is delicate for me watching this now explode on the internet after it happened is, That this feeds so much conspiracy, and that's so not helpful. Like, I don't know if that's accidental. I don't know if that is intentional. If there is a conspiracy at work, but this is like the most—it's the most discouraging thing in the world to not be able to tell reality from a work, and that's kind of what is like because we don't got to get into all the details, but it's inconceivable that police would allow people to walk by them in this fashion. And while it's true that they, that this was a majority white group, I don't think that accounts for allowing them into the Capitol building. Like that makes no sense whatsoever. There's, there's nothing about that that makes sense. It, it, it it's, and for something that makes no sense to happen, it could just be an aberration. It could be something that, who knows why it happened is a, a total fuck up. Like, let's say that it's six. Well, no, no, no. You know, we, let
1: me, let me throw in real quick here. One of the sure. things they said that was very obvious was that because this was a primarily white group, white, you know, fucking rally. Right. And, and yeah, that it was treated very differently yeah. than it would but have been treated I, if it was largely I, listen, African-American. I don't think there's any other, deba- you know? no I, debate. No debate. Right. Any,
2: yeah. I don't think any reasonable person would debate that. That still right. doesn't account for, allowing the occupation of a federal building of this level.
1: Well, and I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this watching for the time, like, yo, it went on for hours. Like this shit was going on several hours. Right. And exactly what you said was that there were, there were clearly understaffed, undermanned, however you want to put it in terms of enforcement. The enforcement wasn't really being done. And the call for, you know, uh, National Guard was made well after there was, you know, let's call it super saturation in the building. You know what I mean? There's people with their feet up at Nancy Pelosi's desk before the and National Guard yeah.
0: being called in, and it well and the National Guard's responding to the call, rather. Right. And also, so, guess what? If these mother, like, so they might have been understated. I mean, whatever. You know what, though, if that was again five you know, people of color walking up those stairs, running up, like having gotten access. So even if they were like, even like, so that first gate that was open, they w- they got access to get closer. I'm not saying they like fucking unlock the front door. But guess what? If someone didn't look like the three of us was running up those stairs yelling about some bullshit, they would have gotten capped in three seconds. But, uh, people back down I, when they watch somebody get shot.
2: Uh, Tom, I would agree with you if this was anything like, I think that everything you're saying is totally valid if it was a, n- we're talking about the capital. Like it, there's nothing about like, okay, so I've gone on record on this podcast as saying, I think that, uh, non, nonviolent occupation of, uh, government, government buildings by literally any force uh, by any group is a legitimate form of protest. I, I believe that uh, if this, ex- if it perhaps in some way that could extend to these people, but the part of it that makes no sense, and the part of it that you maybe correctly identify a racial dynamic, but I am going in a different direction and saying this is frankly bizarre. Is how did they get? It, it does. It does not. It, nothing here holds water. Nothing. Nothing. It, it doesn't make sense that they would be in the building. Now, I believe that they. Uh, so okay, let's let's add the racial dynamic that this is a uh, perhaps police uh, were uh, under uh, understaffed because they didn't take this seriously because they're white okay that's a racial dynamic i totally Correct. believe that if i found that out uh, perhaps police are accommodating to them because uh, police are sympathetic to whites in a way that they aren't to people of color i would of uh, uh, sure you know what i mean all of that makes total sense what doesn't make sense is how you storm the Capitol. It,
0: it well, you know, you can do it without having to worry about getting fucking shot. They did it in Michigan. Yeah. If you I, knew, if if I was like, I could punch this fucking dude and I'm not going to go to jail. Guess what? I'm going to punch this fucking dude. If sure. the one thing that would stop you is, is not in play, you fucking push past. They didn't do anything. There's a video well, of these there's dudes. No, like there's no the- fucking guns
1: drawn. Like, yo, like if think you- about how often we see guns drawn on kids on fucking
0: right. I mean, come uh, like, on.
1: Like, yeah, that's the thing. You got to you got to put that component in here is that watch as much footage as you can. The only time I saw any visual evidence of firearms pulled was when they had the house floor barricaded. And they right, because they were coming in with guns. Right. That's the only, and, and, and I didn't see a single gun drawn no. outside as people were storming. Yo, uh, I mean, as awful as it is to say, like, you know, I, don't, I don't really want a cop shooting anyone if, if I had my drawers. But but, like Tom no. said, if one of these nutjobs is run up the steps and get shot, let's shoot him in the leg. I don't, you know, like, yo. People think bet, twice. Yeah, the next 10 are going to
0: stop and think about that for a minute before they go further there's like video of like them like kind of coming at this like i guess he was like a security guard whatever the fuck it was at first he had no weapon on him at all then he i guess he must have dropped his baton they're literally like he's backing up the stairs as they're all kind of like descending on him and primarily one or two fucking dickheads and then there's a bunch of people behind him like they're just like backing up so like if you know like like the security guard was african-american number one Number two, if you know he's not going to do anything, wouldn't you I feel mean, emboldened? Listen. Like that, these people are like Pat loves to throw around like psychotic and all this stuff. These people are actually psychotic. Well, that, like, I'll say
2: this. I'll say this. It, it is the, the idea that you're selfing from a federal crime
0: is oh oh yeah I mean, take a with the cops.
2: Yeah, but but what I'm saying is. Like, to your point that this is psychotic behavior, like, look, I'm just here trying to make sense of a thing that doesn't make sense. And that's always stupid. I mean, I think right? it that's does not. make
0: sense, though. I think it makes 100% sense, dude. That's the problem, Tom, man. T-
2: Tom, y- if you and I committed a crime, under no circumstance would we be, be selfieing from that event. You know what I mean? Like, nothing about if it we makes sense. If like
0: they felt like these assholes did? Dude, the leader told them to do this. No, you wouldn't I feel guess. like, fuck this, hold my ball. Guess what? If I was somewhere and like some big fucking scary dude was like, go punch that dude in the face. And I knew there was nothing going to happen to me once I punch that dude in the face. These well, dudes are, are they- so fucking emboldened. They didn't think anything could happen because number one, they're fucking white ass privilege and that the fa- the guy from the-, the guy at the top has been like, we'll go there. We'll be strong at the cap. They They were following directions. They knew like, they were fucking, you know, like y- the whole fucking game changes when you have, when you know, there's going to be no fucking recompense for what you're doing.
2: I, I, Tom, I I get that, but they'd have to believe in their hearts that Trump is not going to be the president in eight days or whatever it is to 11 days. Like they'd have to believe that. And to, for them to believe that, or that they would have to believe that he's going to continue to right. be the president
0: in, in 11 they days. They do believe that if they, if they think they're fighting for this.
2: Uh, see, that's, but that's what I'm saying though, is that that, so that is doesn't make it, that's purely logical. psychotic. Th- th- that's, th- But not like, in a
0: way. I don't want to give them any kind of out.
2: I Look, there is – This is, is like
0: th- delusional behavior that's not part of like being – having a mental health diagnosis. This is fucking – That's true. I mean this is like cult stuff. It, it, yeah, fr- but I mean think about
1: think. this. Think about how saturated these people can be. and uh, You know, these people. But how saturated people can be if they're ingesting – a steady stream of this shit that by the way is lending to them and appealing to them and directed and targeted at them and, and how they they're go, being wronged. Yes. Yes. Right. Like, dude, like there's, there's so many parallels to all the, the odd fascist regime, regimes of the past and how to say like, Hey, look, the disenfranchised let's mobilize. Let's right. take them on as a power set. And, and like with that said, you're totally right. Some of the behaviors are completely outlandish and like how, and it's the intersection of people who maybe got less smarts than they do balls and, and fucking, as Tom was saying, being emboldened and feeling as though they were going in there. And I bet there's people who are in the fucking Capitol March their way in, who think they did not commit a crime, who believe they were uh, p- protesting or whatever demonstrating. I mean, in our house, bro. Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah. Right, yeah, so we, they think we, they're we demonstrating. Got, you know, we, and it's it's a, clearly delusion. It's clearly delusional, and out of line with the way things should be, and that's why everyone's so like taken aback by it. But maybe none of us should be because it's been pointed at and been conditioned for fucking Forever. years and years yeah.
0: No, right. This is America.
1: Yeah. Uh, listen.
2: Uh, by the time this hits people's ears, this will probably be old, so we should move on. But I, I'm just going to say, we there's somebody potentially <laughs> in our listenership. He's an old hardcore kid who, uh, a, a, a while back, he did years or not, he did a year, I think, for yep. fucking uh, uh, spray painting a federal building you're telling me that like these people would have to be, I just guys, I'm, I don't think we're in a disagreement on anything. I am no, just not. trying to figure out, do these people all believe that they're going to be pardoned by the president before the president leaves
0: office? Like I bet you if you, you ask them, they may think so. They may think so. All right. All right. Quite honestly, Let's move more on they, if they're not, they're like, to them, they're like, wait well, you know what? If I go to jail for you, I did the right thing." Yeah, for
1: standing on righteousness uh, emboldens someone in a way that uh, is very.
0: Then you become a fucking martyr,
1: right? Oh yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I
0: mean, I'm not saying it's right. No, a no, 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 Hardcore no, no. before I fucking have an aneurysm.
1: Yo, thank yeah. you to everybody who's here with us.
0: Uh, fucking, we know this is all your preoccupation too. We're there. Speaking of here with us, I hope by the time you hear this that Dr. Dre is still here with us. Shout out, Sh- Dr. shout out to Dr. Dre an incredibly important musician in all of our lives. Yeah, I think he's doing better. He's in like in incredible shape, but he had an act. Yeah,
2: listen, I don't, I'm not, I don't think I'm ratting on anybody here. All of those older dudes are into HGH now. And I mean, he got they, really big
0: in a different manifest way. They manifested
2: so yeah. like nobody can ever just be like the fit HGH guy. They all have to be like 50 year old dudes who look fucking jacked beyond comparison. And
1: his it's head really changed. Weird
0: like barry bond's head changed his yeah, head changed Yeah, that's yeah. not great. well whatever yo I, I
1: we no none of the three of us have a problem with dre's use or not
0: use of hgh Dude, you know, just stay alive buddy um yeah time. they were saying like god i guess he did like he's getting he's getting divorced yeah and like i guess his partner was asking for two million dollars a month
2: she's asking for half of a billion So, uh,
0: I mean, he has it, but he he was like, yo, I pay your bills. I know how much I owe you. Like it's not $2 million a month.
2: You know, uh, so uh, guys, this is all like our villa on Mars because it's unlikely that any one of us will uh, accrue a billion dollars in our time. So we're all just talking out of our asses. But is it fair to say that if your wife left you and she wanted half of your billion and you're 55, (laughs) <laughs> that you look at you look at things with some clarity and go, yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, what I mean? like sure, go ahead. What's what's it really? How could it possibly impact my my lifestyle? How? <laughs> go ahead. Here, take three quarters. You know what I mean? Like whatever. So, uh, yes, I guess it's a contentious divorce. She's asking for a lot. Uh, they were together for an awfully long time, and he's yeah. not getting out of this in California. But
0: uh, right, especially if he made m- most of that money. He did. While they were well, in partnership, were yeah, a big yeah. big part of it was beats. So,
2: it, but but, but my point is, like, can you guys imagine being like, I need the bill, no, you know I mean? like, I need it. It just, and I'm not one of those guys that's like, hey, we need to take away people's money and all that shit. But like, yo, let's just be honest, Doctor Dre, do you need a bill? Do you need it? You know I mean? Like, it might be yours. You might want to hold on to it. I fully get that. But like, why fight your wife in court? You know, just. Fucking let it go.
0: Agree.
1: All right. Let's go, let
0: God. Let's do it.
1: Welcome to the Hardcore Podcast. Um, yes, please. 30 so, minutes in. So, guys, I uh, I had an idea, um, and I think we all kind of like this idea. We talk about entry records, entry point yeah. records. Um, would Tom, would you
0: tell us, like, what an entry point record is? I think if... if in my head, the way I formulated it was like, if someone was like, "Hey, I'm kind of into hardcore," or "I'm not into, I'm into like heavy stuff." Mm-hmm. What do you recommend? And then we kind of broke it down to like certain subgenres. But like, if it was like, "All right, I'm kind of into hardcore," but like, I'm not really that familiar with like this, you know, like the '90s stuff or metalcore sure. stuff or 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 crust stuff or power violence. What would you recommend? And kind of like, <clears throat> to me, it was like the what it's almost like to me, I kind of looked at it as like the most kind of um, listenable sure. version of that genre might it, not be the best, but if someone heard it, it's the most accessible to them.
1: That's exactly right. So so today we're playing not a game, but we're we're batting around an idea of what are some of the easiest entry point records and we'll call it best entry point records for the various Hardcore subgenres, or or different labels you can throw on things, locations, whatever it is. Um, but this isn't necessarily our pick for what our favorite is, or what we think is what we might say is quantifiably the best. Even though some might be, and right. you know, there might be overlap there. I think inherently, but it's really like, hey, we get this question a lot for the podcast. I know, and I mean, you probably who are listening. You've either asked the question or had the question asked to you. Yo, I don't know a lot about subgenre A. What What should I check out? And you want to give something to someone
0: that'll grab them, right? Exactly. Like,
1: exactly. Yeah, because so, I mean, like,
0: so for example, and maybe this is me going crazy off on one, please. But like for any of the subgenres, this is legit top three punk hardcore bands ever that I would not recommend for anybody as their starting point would be the Bad Brains. Mm. Because I think if you're like not, if maybe if you're into hardcore already, you might be up to to the task, but I think, you know, as a brand new, like with brand new ears, you'd be like, I don't totally understand what is happening.
1: Bad Brains were in one of my first four punk hardcore records. Um, That said it was it was not, it was of it those four, it was not the easiest and it was like for a while. And by the way, it's because people I knew had, were already into them. So I had to like, okay, I was it wasn't like the very first time I heard them, but it wasn't as easy to get into. Cause I think you're right. Like the Bad Brains are a huge band for me. I love them, love them, Same. Love them yeah. you know, but you're right. I, I, they're not on my list for any of this stuff. So, um, so anyways, I think Tom put it exactly right. There's going to be plenty of things on here that we we all probably like, but some things might not even be something we like. But um why don't we start T- Patrick, why don't you pick uh you know, one of these subgenre y type things and we'll go from there.
2: Let's go with rev. Okay, Because i is I'm cu- I'm yeah. curious what you guys arrived at.
0: All right, Tom, you want to kick it off? All right, so this is um How about this? So So this is for Revelation Records. For yeah, yeah. But I think how do do we want to do? So this is someone who's (laughs) kind of already into the genre, but wanted wants to take a deep dive on Rev.
1: Yeah, let's say let's say for the person who's getting into hardcore, they have some familiarity with the genre of not the genre. They they know hardcore at least in some extent, but it's not this world. So perhaps this is someone who is, and they could like let's not pigeonhole them because there's eight different ones like we can no, go yeah. specific but let's just say they know hardcore enough but right. this is a blind spot for them so like
0: revelation yeah. records what's what should i start with i mean the first thing that pops to my brain is start today okay
2: 100 i'd be shocked if if we didn't all think that bob where do you fall
1: you guys started with start today and i did too but and this is where i was like you know what <clears throat> Because part of this exercise, I want them to be able to slide around a little bit. I went Gorilla Biscuit 7-inch. Okay. Because if you like that, I think it's got a little more in common with some of the other Rev stuff. Like from the sure. Gorilla Biscuit 7-inch.
2: You could do Bold.
1: You could do Bold. You could do Side could by do Side. You break down the walls. You can do Youth of J. You can do Sick of It All 7-inch. Yeah, you can. You can do all that stuff. And obviously, you can go do Start Today. It also has kind of that youthful spirit energy, not to say that Start Today doesn't either. But, wait, well, it certainly does, actually. But, but the 7-inch is kind of bounce around your room music even more so than Start Today to me. Start Today is better than the 7-inch. But I'm going with the Gorilla Biscuit 7-inch because I think it has more in common. And if you really like it... Interesting. Start today will be obviously like oh this is oh my god this is even better civ oh my god like but the S- S- grill biscuit seven inch has so much more in common with all the peers that you'll be able to pivot around as opposed to start today where you might love start today and nothing and put, else right that's right and put on start that's youth, fair put on youth of today and go eh, this yeah,
0: this isn't that true. much
1: you know uh put on judge and go eh, whereas like the grill biscuit seven inch and the judge seven inch. Those those two records can sit next to each other on the bus and and get along mm-hmm. hunky dory. Start today is kind of like the cool senior, and what you want to give them is the like goofy freshman version.
0: Right, right, and I'm picturing like sort uh, this the uh, seven inch being like the I'm thinking of the this like the descendants like summary cover mm-hmm. that it's like that's the middle and it kind of sparked like it kind of goes out to all the other different ads. That exactly. totally makes sense. Because that's, that's I is. feel like I, in my head, Start Today was just so – it's just so accessible. Yes, 100%. But that might not be a jumping off point. That might be the beginning and end for somebody.
1: Yeah, that could – Start Today is an alpha and omega for a lot of people. Um, I mean, yo, you guys probably are in this boat. At some point in my life, I knew people who liked Grill biscuits. Start Today – so much more than any of the other Rev stuff that they basically didn't really care about. The Rev stuff would basically say, oh, "I don't really, I don't really like any of the Youth Crew stuff." Well, I like Gorilla Biscuits, of course, but not anything else, really. You know. Right. Whereas I think, I think the seven inch is like the perfect middle ground um, of energy and kind of it's just not as refined. You know, like it's funny to say that, but starts today is just. Man, it's, it's such a great record. Um, it's easy to kind of glaze over how great start today is. But for this, I want to give something to somebody as the starting off point for Rev that they'll be able to bounce around a little more.
0: Okay, good, like good picks.
1: All right. Um, I'll go next. I'm going to say, so we did a label already. Let's give, you know what, fuck it let's give another level victory victory records <clears throat> now i have a specific answer on this and it isn't to say that i think it's the end all be all but i think if you like this you might be able to find other things in the catalog oh i got that are worth digging um so
0: can i please you
1: you go, go, tom why don't you go first
0: I mean, I would say Satisfaction is the Death of Desire. Oh, that's a really good one, shit. Just because it's like, you could like Strife and like that. You could like hate breed. I mean, you can like Earth Crisis crisis and like that. You can like Shutdown and like that. You can like Blood for Blood and like that. Like, there's so much. (sighs) That might be the answer.
1: Um, My answer was Earth Crisis, Destroy the Machines. Uh, Obviously not a record I, I love, but I think it's so synonymous. However, you're right hate breed because you can also like all the integrity records um there's certain things right. like earth crisis is grouped with Snapcase. they're grouped with strife they don't sound like Snapcase. they don't sound like strife no you know? and not but that I hate breed does hate- either but hate breed oh. is such a broad umbrella sort of like like gb it hits in the spot where you're like oh you can kind of go you could go from hate breed
0: and be like oh check out Fucking blood for blood, or whatever, but or every guy, fight or fucking another yeah. another label, like it can yeah. be anything.
1: Yeah, no satisfaction a good starting point on victory. Is it the best record victory ever put out, Tom?
0: I mean, from beginning to end, for an LP uh, specifically, mm-hmm. absolutely.
2: I'm gonna Patrick. go in a different direction.
0: Oh,
1: love it! Let's hear it.
2: So I'm going Snapcase progression through unlearning, which. Is quite the opposite of that sort of uh, "hey, you can go in any direction" sure. thing that you that you guys just said. Because uh, early Snapcase shares DNA with Earth Crisis, but by this time, and Earth Crisis clearly shares DNA with with Integrity and yep. uh, 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 fucking uh, uh, hate breed shares DNA with them both. Yes, by this record, Snapcase does, and Strife certainly. Snipe, strife, snipe. He fights Harry Potter. Strife uh, <laughs> yeah, actually shares a, a good deal with early integrity.
1: So sure. oh, well, strife. Yeah, I mean, there's a the through line: the, the guy, hate breed, judge, uh, hate breed, integrity, and exactly. snipe. Of course,
2: snipe. <laughs> <laughs> Fan favorite knife.
1: So, so please, someone the, mock up an axe grind snipe shirt. We'll make it. I promise <laughs> you. <that. laughs>
0: so. Is that the guy without the nose? That's who's oh, that's Snape. Yes, Snape Snife is the, uh, uh, the. But who's Snape? Is that um, I the, don't guy, know. Uh, the dude from um, Die Hard, or is that the? I think Alan Snape Rick- Snape is the dude from Harry Potter. Um, right, right, but the guy Alan is it
1: oh.
2: Alan Rickman? Oh, Snape? the dude know. who p-
1: plays him. Okay, yeah.
2: No, that's the other guy. I, I, the other guy is the 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 um. Oh, yeah. Snape. Okay, you shall not be named. Part, listen, everybody, we're, we, we were just slightly too old for Harry Potter, okay? Yes. Uh, he, here's the point. Progression through unlearning, by, by this time in Snapcase, Snapcase's career, they don't sound like anything else on Victory. And, no.
1: no. And More folks hardcore. Yeah.
2: And yet, I feel that if you listen to this record, you have a good idea of the victory energy at victory's absolute peak.
1: Like their zenith.
2: And that's why I think that this is an important record. And okay. Uh, look, I, I think if, uh, important entry level record because I think that it's not the best selling. I think that's obvious, you know, and I think it's not the most iconic. But probably not that far off, though. It, probably not miles off, yeah.
0: But they're pretty big.
1: It, it well, is, you know what? Uh, no, you know what? It's of the pre 2000 victory catalog, it's probably not too far off because then you oh, go to yeah, the then
0: taking out. back Sundays yeah, and the yeah, Thursdays yeah, take yeah. over. So uh, yeah, exactly. But yeah, in
1: uh, of the stuff that we're talking about, yeah, it's, it's in that top 10.
0: This is
2: representative of the, the spirit and the energy of the time. That's, that's why I think that it's a good entry entry point.
1: And I also think musically it's pretty accessible for sure. So, so I'd also, I, I am actually, uh, my initial vote was for earth crisis, destroy the machines, which, by My Ear is not the most accessible unless you are coming from the metal world and you might really, really, really obviously be drawn to it. I think Tom's answer to me is correct. I think Hatebreed Satisfaction is... It's pretty accessible. I think it's very listenable and it will give you an idea of what victory is and you can kind of go in 18 different directions from there. Snapcase is a good good um, recommendation Because you're right, I think it really did capture that, like, Victory, new kid on the block, like, inarguably the biggest hardcore label for a few years, you know? Uh, Revelation was cool in the 90s, and I liked a lot of what they were doing, but they weren't doing a lot of hardcore, for sure, you know? it was They kind of had to wait to get a new bubble, um, where they started doing more, whereas Victory was really doing it. And, like, I want to throw this out there, this is not my pick but I think there were a lot of people who got into hardcore and into victory records through one truth. Um, oh, I could see that for sure. I think it was, I think it was a big record. I know I saw it in New Jersey. I saw it in my high school. I saw people who strife was like their big push into hardcore. So um, big shout Dude, out they to They were playing
0: like hardcore shows that were like 800 K Like it was no, no joke. Yeah. Yeah. like got their height, like in their mid nineties, like, you know their shows are pretty bonkers and i think they
1: got kind of that weird energy and probably this is true for snapcase as well where they were getting included on the weird like skate snowboard surf video scene a sure, little bit sure. and that that shit mattered um so yeah uh, i think those are all i think that's a good place to go with the the starting point for Victory records i do want to give a one last shout out to snife uh, the C <laughs> Valley's best straight edge band. The bun truth LP will be coming out soon.
0: <laughs> There's only one tooth. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, Tom, pick, pick a, pick a genre, I'm pick a genre oh. that is outside of my purview and Patrick's purview. Mm. Mostly. I want to hear your take and I have probably like a composer take that I'm going to get yelled at by Ian. Um, I'm going to go power violence. <laughs> to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans... We set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but
0: we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series.
1: Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street. Well, hey, friends. My name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me
2: from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolf Peck, Keb Mo, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more.
0: I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth.
2: Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to The Show on the Road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon.
1: Yo, this is a tough genre. Because there's so much parsing in the world of power violence, right? Like, <clears throat> there's people who will get really fine toothed about this and say, "Well, siege is is kind of like proto power violence, but it doesn't yeah. feel totally right to call them power violence. Is infest power violence or like not quite? It could be like Are they just hardcore that's a little faster
0: than right, normal? like
1: like. But then you're like, well, you know, then you go into crossed out or no comment, and it's like the next step forward, and it's like, oh shit, yo. But this is about entry point, right? I, I love the no comment material. I love Crossed Out. But in 2020, you mentioned our buddy Ian. I think Regional Justice Center World of Inconvenience brings a lot to the table. I think that somebody who's, who knows hardcore but maybe doesn't know power violence stuff very well, he has enough going on on this record that's both dyed-in-the-wool, tried-and-true power violence but also he's trying different things and he's not afraid to break some of the walls that I think this is a perfect entry point record. And it's one of the best of this genre in a long time. I mean, ever I'll just put it out there ever. I think this record's very good and uh, I think it's easy for people to jump into. And I think it's part of the reason regional justice Center has seen the success they've had is that Ian and the rest of the people involved with RJC aren't afraid to kind of play with those limits while also trying to, you know, redefine what, what a band like this can do. So, um, so yeah, I think that's my entry point for someone, you know, like, <clears throat> do I like this regional justice center record more than uh, downsided or like the Neanderthal seven inch? No, no, I don't. But if I wanted to, if somebody came and asked me like, Hey, I'm not super into stuff," I would point them here first. And guess what? This would prep, this would prime the pump for them to go in every direction from there.
0: Sure. That makes sense.
1: Patrick, do you have any thoughts on power violence?
0: I went with
2: the crossed out self title self-titled.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's the, it's the that, classic.
2: Yeah. It's like, to me, this is like the, uh, I, I don't even know, uh, uh, out of step uh, uh, of uh, power violence where it's kind of like, you know, maybe people borrow from it liberally, but, but I think that as a non fan of this genre, this is as catchy as power violence gets to my ear. So uh, that's why I I go with this one.
1: True. All right. um, It's tough. It is tough.
0: It's a tough genre. Um, I have three. Please do. But I don't know where these fall in the fucking, you know, I, I might get canceled. Can't never go back to ABC.
1: <laughs> Yo, it's, uh, you don't have to go back to ABC because it's not there anymore.
0: But they're rebuilding it. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, they got all that money.
2: I think, um, I, I, think I, I think I saw that on a flyer in 1999.
0: No, no, it was more recent. Uh, whatever. No. Yeah. It is. It is. All right. Good. Don't you know what I'm I'm coming into this world with you know wide eyes and open heart and hopeful no, I don't give a shit. <laughs> um so Bob, I would like yeah, your kind of feedback, feedback on these. Sure. Um I mean actually I actually have a fourth. Because oh. all right, so my entry point into this sort of stuff was CR. Yo, CR is a really good one in the same way as RJC. And I think because the same it's idea, it's high. like yeah. It, it, you know, it, you know, like in nineteen ninety-six be completely honest with you a fucking 20 year old tom not wasn't in infest right was not like on my fucking purview at that point
1: yo they were i mean uh, like i think two years later everybody was saturated with infest bootlegs and semi-legit reissues of slave and things like that but, well, but that was i, I remember-, remember because
0: in cr uh, I, I'm not surprised. I, I they think- covered Where's the Unity on one of the records. Oh, and I know. We're all on the, all like, the 7 I inch, know. I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We were I want- all like, oh, shit. Huh? All right. And then we all sought it out. We're like, oh, this is fucking great. But like without those dudes doing it, we wouldn't have found it. So, but this is also, you know, 20 some years ago. No,
1: I mean, yo, my only experience, my experience and exposure to, to Infest was having a friend who had a dub of a tape from someone else with the like, with Slave and then both seven inches question mark on it and like i had a great cassette that was a dub of a dub and it was like cool i just listened to this and i kind of you know it was it was a long time later when i was able to go oh okay this is where this record stops you know (laughs)
0: like it was right right, like oh there's extra song what the fuck um but yeah to me that was a big thing i don't know how widespread it was across the country but definitely in like the northeast that was like a big kind of
1: I had the oh, CR seven inch before I had the Infest record for sure.
0: Great record, great yeah. record. Um, I also like, and this is like the joke that I figured um, I get killed for. I love, I love Spaz, mm-hmm. uh, the La Revanche record. I think it's just fun. I think like if you want to kind of be like here, try this. It's ridiculous, but it's so much fun. So that is a good exposure, and
1: this is where the very like tr- strident like purists might say, well, spaz isn't really power violence. It's like blast. You know, it. You know, it's, it, like, it's very yeah. fast. Uh, I think that is their best record by the way, like by some. It's great. Too. Yeah. And it's so much fun. It yeah. just, there's such a fun bit, especially um, you, also, you know, yeah. by the way, give the context to that. I think you clue into and say when you're doing this, but like when they were doing that, they did it with an energy that really wasn't seen. And it was, the records were easier to get there was a lot less pretense with them than a lot of this stuff. So yeah, like, like hundred they, they get a lot of, they should, they should get credit for that.
0: Like, I'm not going to a fuck. I wasn't going to a news show when I was 20, <laughs> but I'd probably go to a fuck. I, I went to spaz shows and they were great. Yep. And they looked like dudes that like me and you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It they didn't come in, you know, with like, uh, you know, with they didn't have charged or, hair and uh giant, right. Hair. It wasn't a fucking, like it wasn't dystopia or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but so, yeah, I, I think they're a lot of fun. Um, I had infest slave, but like you said, there's always kind of that like. <laughs> yo, that's <laughs> like, my favorite. I,
1: I don't know what if somebody wants to not call that power violence, they can if they want to call it something else. Yo, it's it's as fast as fast can get to me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And when they slow it down, that's the template, right? Like to me is like that
0: kind of dirging with that speed. Otherwise, you're, you're losing everything, you know. Anyways. right? Right. I think that's like grindcore. Um, and then my last one, which might be too far afield, and I might really catch him out for it. Hmm. If I was like getting like a newer person that you know wasn't familiar, but may not even have been familiar with this band, but not this record. Yeah. What about violence? Violence ceremony.
1: Oh yeah, you just s- s- somebody that's, who's
0: yeah. a purist just got really riled up.
1: However, I guarantee. <laughs> I'll bet a lot of money that there's a lot of people who got into fast core and power violence and thrash because they loved ceremony, violence, violence, and, or, and, and you can sub in some of the early trash talk material. Same, you know, that yes. kind of similar yeah. fervent energy. Um, I wouldn't call it power violence, but, but that's being purist. Yo, it's a very accessible record for something that blasts that fast. So yeah, no, I think that's a good one. Um, all right. We're going to keep cruising through here, guys. I have, I have one I want to throw out here. Discord records. Now here's my caveat. I think all three of us would say, Hey, discord records. How about you start with the minor threat discography? See, I wouldn't. Okay, good, good, good. Um, I would, but I also played the game where I pretended it doesn't exist. Patrick, are you with that?
2: Uh, yeah, I actually went for like a broader more representative thing in my view, although right
0: that's
1: my thought about the oh, threat. Okay. all right then then you, you guys go in and I'll give my
0: non minor threat answer. I mean, I think it goes without saying the discography is the best release on Discord. Yes, but if you want to get a vibe, for what Discord was uh, uh, you know in totality. Yeah I would go repeater. Same. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Same answer.
0: <laughs> I think it's just like a great record. And I think that just like if you want to know like what you're gonna get maybe from like a Q and not you record. Yep. Fugazi's it, a lot closer.
1: You're totally and, right.
0: you know what I mean? That's the only minor threat obviously the best record. But I think you know to kind of get the most accessible version of what discord really was. I mean, like those first four years, whatever, or thereabout. are about. Yep. More, yep. Yep. A yep. First, no that. first three, four years. Yep. You know, where you know, it would obviously just be minor threat, but like after that, they got, you know, from embrace on. Yep. Got kind of weird.
2: And the repeater in particular is the exact bridge between the youthful energy and of the early, of the early years. Yes. And kind of the art punk energy of the later years. Yep. And it, it succeeds on both fronts. So I, I, I would recommend it in the same way that I'd, like it's perfectly representative in so far as something can be in a, in a broad discography like that.
0: Right. It's a Fugazi oh. repeater just for folks that don't want some Fugazi. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think you guys nailed the right answer.
1: Actually, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was thinking more towards the earlier era, and also then trying to represent some of the the revolution summer stuff which i mean that's that's the era of discord and you know up to fugazi is really what i i love discord Same. and I include disc, include fugazi too you know but but i largely think that 86 era discord stuff You have to kind of lather yourself. you got to get into it, except for the Dagnasty record, which I find to be very, very accessible. So that was going to be one of my primers. That said, Fugazi definitely represents everything Discord did post-1987 better than Dagnasty, for sure. Two, Dagnasty doesn't totally even represent the revolution summer stuff other than being more melodic and having more of a sense of melody to the music it's pretty detached from it it's just more tuneful and three it doesn't totally capture the energy or kind of reckless abandon energy that fugazi somehow does yeah it places it in a weird way you could you could take a fugazi track and put it on Flex your head, and it would feel out of place, but not as much as a Dag Nasty song would. You know what I mean? And so, so shout out, you guys nailed that one. Good, good entry point. Thank you, Pat. You're up.
2: Uh, All right, so we're green too much. Let's go with post hardcore.
1: Oh, okay. I have my easy answer, but I, I I quantify it. I said Quicksand Slip. I think it's it's the best, but it's also very accessible. But here's my problem. Multiple good friends of mine, one of whom is on this podcast, Patrick, ha- took years to get into this band.
2: <laughs> you could friends. you could almost say decades, yeah.
1: I mean, well, yes, decades is the right answer for multiple people I know, friends of mine, and it was like, oh shit. So, it made me question if this is the best entry point. So, uh let's I'd love to hear some thoughts.
2: I have <laughs> a very not left field, because I think you'll you, both of you fellows will recognize the rationale here, but I don't think it's one that either of you would jump to, which is uh, Sense Field, uh, Killed for Less.
0: Oh, interesting. Did not see that coming.
2: And the reason I say it is because it has many of the elements that Quicksand had, right? But is very immediately likable, regardless of who you are I think that quicksand is the perfect post hardcore band for a hardcore kid yes perfect
1: yes sure
2: i I think that sensefield is the perfect post hardcore band for everybody let's else. say an emo kid a mall right. kid right. Uh, a, 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 you know like you could come from almost any place and the songs are well constructed and catchy and there's not quicksand. I'd be, I'd be so curious to talk to Walter about this shit or, or really anybody involved in quicksand, but Walter is the, is the prime mover there. Yeah. But were they, d- did they put salt in, 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 in the lemon? Like, did, did, did they,
0: they pass the salt port in your wounds?
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Did they? It's a quicksand song. Did they like, did they ever write a song that was too pretty and say, Oh no, we can't do that? Because Sensefield no, didn't. Shovel, do, do you know what I mean? No,
1: like, I, I, you know what? It's, I, I, yo, I mean, Shovel, you think about some of the songs on Manic Compression, it would be you, cooler if you did, correct? And you, think of, spring? and then you think about what Walter did immediately following Quicksand, but which that, is like, that's the, my, which is right, yeah. he did, th- there's like. Quicksand '98 demos, where it's like moving towards indie, and you realize like, oh, this is a different thing now. Um, right. Yeah. And so I, there's a there's a marriage to a more aggressive vibe.
0: Can I access those '98 demos? I'll soon? hit you with them. Yeah. Boom. Yes. Um yes. <laughs> See, I, I I agree with Bob. Like now, like when Pat started talking, I was like, maybe I'm wrong, because like, then I'm like, you know, would I go? Would Burn be a post-hardcore band? I was thinking Almost. Burn is.
1: I was almost thinking like burn might not be a bad entry point. So let's, we're saying somebody knows hardcore, right? Like if, if it was somebody
0: outside of of that don't know burn
1: tons and it would be good to say, Hey, (gasps) you like hardcore. Maybe you're in early 80s shit. Maybe you're into fucking current stuff. You just don't know burn. And it's like, Oh, you're curious about post hardcore. Well here, maybe check out this burn seven. It's not what I would call full on post hardcore, no, but it's the roots of it. And if you like it's this, no, and if you like this, you can move them along into Quicksand, into a lot more of the post-type stuff. But here's my question for both of you. When we say post-hardcore, we often reference Quicksand. Yeah. They're so unique in their sound that there's they have children. They, really, they have offspring. Yeah, sure. But there's so much more post-hardcore <gasps> that leans more melodic. Handsome, like Handsome's got more in in, in common with Sensefield than than Quick's, far, right? far. Um, I mean, failure is somewhere between those. Uh, you go. What about Texas? Reason? Texas, the reason you go far sides post hardcore. You know, like uh, there's there's so much orange nine, and then you move. If we take it and move forward, like who has more in common with Sensefield? Other than time and place, sonically. Does Quicksand uh, or does Rival Schools? Rival Schools has more in common with Sensu. Well,
2: Rival Schools, uh, the first record was my alternate choice for this because right. it's, in my view, it might be like, it's a, definitely one of the all time best. I've come to this conclusion just over the last four years. <laughs> one yes. of the all time best. It's a fantastic uh, Post hardcore record. records, bar none. But it's it goes down a lot smoother than quicksand on your first listen. So
1: here's my question too. Should we be, we're, we're in this kind of like the gestation of, is it fair to call title fight a post hardcore band? Some of it.
2: It's yeah. tough. And it's, tough. it's accessible. It's, not it's accessible. Not stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. You go to, let's say floral green, their second LP. Yep. Kind of their trademark sound. They've refined it shed or tr- floral green. Might be a great record for someone who wants to then go from there into Sam I am into Sensefield, into Rival Schools, into Quicksand, into farce, like all this whole world. Right. So, um, yeah, this is this is so going, much stuff. This
0: shift is oh, right. Suit, right. Fucking, yeah. You right.
1: go into different lanes. You're right. There's man, um, you know, and, and this is post hardcore has like varying shades. You know what I mean? like it's like oh do you want to go to the california 90s sound where it's kind of leans in and from there it's not too far to get into the game face and then from game face how close are you to, to like the weird epitaph sound of the time not a million miles off but um yeah I, I, it's a tough question um so your answer is sensefield killed for less i think that's a great record um i think man that opens the door for like shades apart save it like there's a lot of records there yeah Yeah, but but i feel like that's a tough listen shades apart shades apart Save it has two or three really good songs that's a good good record for the ep lp to ep episode coming up yeah yeah kill for less is a very good record that gets no love no love yeah
0: but i don't know if if manic compression would be my choice just because i feel it's more accessible there's heavy parts like like slip is so it's fucking dark and it's heavy I feel like Manic Compression has a little bit of that and it also has like Landmine Spring is a beautiful song and should be could be on the radio it's like you know it could it literally scratches all the edges.
1: Manic Compression is is a record that you could take tracks from and make a really really throw on a mixtape yeah Slip could be a single track you know what I mean like like yes it has songs and it has decidedly different things but like when I listen to that, I'm rarely throwing on just one. It's that record's playing through. It's you know, you're you're getting on the roller coaster and wait until the end. Where it's a full vibe. Yes. Whereas mana compression's an arcade. You can just pick your game and go for it, you
0: know? Right. You want fucking super genius? Perfect. You want to like just fucking mosh? You can do that. You want fucking brown gorgantchman, you want yep. thrown to my side, like there's so much shit. Yeah. Manic compression's a pretty good answer, actually. Um, I think these are all good ones. Let's
1: let's leave post-hardcore TBD. Tough. Um, because I think we identified a few. I think the Burn 7-inch doesn't, you know, it deserves a m- mention too, you know? Like, I think that being the root of a lot of these bands, because, yo, Burn wasn't just the place where Chaka comes from. Alan Cage goes into Quicksand from there, you know? Like, there's a lot of overlay. Um, I mean, and
0: Gavin is a criminally... Criminally... Yeah. Criminally underrated guitar player for post hardcore. That's true. I feel like, other than Shrifles, it's Shrifles and Van Vlak as the two best fucking hardcore guitar players Mm. possibly ever. Mm. Maybe I'm really going on a limb, but I feel like if you listen to anything that dude writes, even to this day, there's nothing else like it.
1: Yeah, I might throw Dr. No in there, but, you know.
0: Sure. I was going to go no. from the 90s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Oh, yeah, no yeah, 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 yeah. There's, there, there's some Yeah, good Dr. One. No's yeah, that guy's pretty He's good.
1: All
0: right. He's um, all right. He can shred a little bit. Yo, Tom, it's your turn. Give us one. It's my turn. It's your choice. Uh, let's see. Hmm. This is going to be tough. Let's go Metalcore. I left
1: this blank, not out of disrespect or lack of knowledge, though so both could be asserted here, but because I wanted to defer to you guys and also say Metalcore has 15 shades, doesn't it?
0: At yeah, least. It could
1: be anything. Right. So, so take us in, you guys hash this out Let's go. to me. Tom, all right.
0: So if I'm metal, I mean, Tom, I think the per- let me ask you
2: a question before you start. Yes. Yes. And Maybe you were about to explain this. What, what was your baseline who in your in your head did you have a person maybe even a specific person you know as the person you were introducing what was what was that person's origin because there is
0: i mean that changes
2: such a fucking difference between darkest hour and fucking turmoil you know what i mean such a yeah. fucking difference and the, the kind of metal that you are familiar with prior to getting into metalcore could make all the difference in the world. It's it's so hard to tell.
0: Oh, no, for sure, for sure. I was kind of thinking like a kind of a blank slate. Like, I like heavy stuff and like hardcore a little bit, like not like because there's some people that you're never going to convince. True. There's certain people that are like, this is what I like. You can give me the age of quarrel of your genre. Right. I'm not going to give a fuck. Right. So you can try all you want. And that's for all of us. That's, f- I am like that. That's like, we're all like that. So like, I'm trying, I was trying to thinking of the like almost agnostic, like, I like some stuff. Like, give me something heavy. Like, if someone was like, give me like, you know, like something heavy, like fucking metalcore. To but, me.
2: But, but Tom, yeah. Here's the problem. If, if somebody said, Give me hardcore. Yeah, we can go in a million different directions, but I bet that the three of us, if we gave 10 records to represent hardcore to just that word, like, yeah, we, I guarantee five would
0: overlap. Five, right? Minimum. These none, of all, none will overlap.
2: None. It, it's crazy
0: because well, there's, 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 there's no, there's there's waves. no consensus there's here. There's so many waves to it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so I was thinking about accessibility. <laughs> I
2: so think
0: I know great. where you're going to go then. Oh, guess. If
2: you're going pure accessibility, ex- accessibility it's Shy Halute. No. Really? Okay.
0: See, Because I don't know if they're... I mean, I guess they, that would have been a good one.
2: There's some debate if they're metalcore at all, to be honest. Exactly.
0: I, my choice was um, Incendiary Thousand Miles stair. Okay. Just because I feel like it scratches a ton of itches that, like, if you like more straightforward hardcore there's stuff there for you. If you like sing alongs there's stuff there for you. If you like kind of like rappy, like the songs are very accessible for being as heavy as they are.
2: Can we agree that, that incendiary mind force proves how elastic these categories are? Because those two bands before the last, before the last incendiary record, probably those two bands, significant sonic overlap, significant, but See, I don't hear that. Oh, I I think that you could <sighs> honestly. I, I don't. I
0: feel like Mind Force is way more straightforward, hardcore. See, but than... Tom, Mind it, Force it, it... is taken from Cro-Mags and a Bad Brains. Incendiary weren't. Here's what
2: I'm saying. I'm saying that while Mind Force is in everybody's mind a hardcore band, that I believe has could easily be liked by a metalcore kid. I think that oh, we yeah, absolutely. I think that Incendiary is maybe a metalcore band that is. I don't
0: even know if they're that,
2: to be honest. That is often liked by hardcore kids. Do you know? Right. So, I don't know if the they're a metalcore
0: thing, band.
2: Th- there's because so I feel like metalcore much... has
0: become the fucking the Scarlet Letter at this point.
2: What, what, what's that metalcore? Yeah, mm, I, I'd what?
0: also I'd put up fucking the newest Knock Loose record mm-hmm. for straight up like metalcore, like for like you know like it's it's a little bit less accessible because the vocals are harsher but like if you were kind of being like hey i like heavy music and i like some hardcore that knocks loose record and you you want to get you know to know some metallic or some metalcore i mean that's as good as it gets too you know it's just it's so tough because it could be you know i was thinking about this these these the genres are so fucking weird and nebulous. I was watching the last undertow show mm-hmm. just because I you can't go anywhere. And I'm like, here, I'm going to watch like people take trains and old hardcore shows and watching that. Like, I, I don't know how I like in tw- with a 2021 lens. Undertow is a straight hardcore band. Yes. Yes. Not metalcore. No. Not fucking moshcore. No. They're as a hard. They're like. There's like as much of a hardcore band as like is a hardcore band. Like they're not. There's. Yeah. But like then you would think like oh them and like Undertow Unbroken are like the metalcore band. But like not even fucking close.
1: No. You know what's funny is how different that can be for different people. I never thought of those bands as metalcore bands even though my leanings are where they are mostly because of the, uh, the associations, because then if you listen to some of the unbroken stuff, yeah, there's some metal stuff going on there's some metal stuff going on in undertow, but the tempo isn't there. Whereas stuff that sonically maybe isn't a bajillion miles away from it, but that was on say like trust kill. I was like, Oh, you know, like harvest well, metal core, you know, hold on. You, Bob, Yes. You- I think
2: you're bringing up an a, a, an interesting point maybe by accident which is do we need to rely on an outsider to actually tell us because being privy to the politics of these things we can't remove them from our brain entirely well, do you know what I'm saying
1: yes so like- yes for sure for sure and I think also the thing with metalcore is that it's almost like saying well give me a hardcore band like this is the funny thing that's happened is that genrefication is good and bad, like mostly because it's just, it's like an organizing thing. And sometimes you go, well, you know, it's good to have your house a little organized, but if you have somebody who's like, Hey, don't move those, uh, uh, napkin holders, that's not great either. You know, (laughs) um, if you just said, Hey, play me a hardcore band, we could go, uh, okay, here's minor threat or here's fucking inside out. Or here's, you know, you get, name get it. And it, and it it doesn't sound or American Nightmare, and everybody would agree those are hardcore bands, but they don't sound anything alike. Metalcore is there too, because like yo, know, what are some of those things you talk you talk about? Like Tribunal Records, that doesn't sound like like fucking uh, Turmoil. You know what I mean? No,
2: sounds so, sounds like doo-doo, But he, here's here's the thing that's interesting.
0: Let's be easy.
2: <laughs> the, the I went to look for oh what metalcore bands could i possibly be forgetting and online the the consensus among people that are not like s- s- in the scene type of people yeah. hope conspiracy is a fucking metalcore act now i was around for all of the hope conspiracy right and i can tell you that bob pre- you would have to tell me what the, the more youth crew oriented kids were saying yeah. nobody saw Hope conspiracy as a metalcore act.
1: Okay, yo, yo, you know what? Here's the here's the perspective. They weren't, but they were closer on that side.
2: Yes, that's you know what, what I mean? 100%, Just even sonically, there's no denying that.
0: Yeah, but, well, but it, also because of associations and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, all right, if, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. If I may be so bold, in 2002, the difference between fucking Cold Blue and Nothing in Vain was negligible. Yeah, but c- fucking. Uh, Hope conspiracy could play with An at like fucking positive numbers, and P B was never getting that fucking call, right? right. And the, the difference well, in skill. Yeah, sign that, like, that was it sonically. That was the only difference. Like there was no difference.
2: Uh, I'm a fan of both records, and I can say with confidence there's no difference.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was like, oh, we're both pulling from that same seven inch. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> see oh, you there.
2: Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? oh, we like Unbroken and 108. Okay.
0: Of God. course, yeah, you know, but like those dudes kind of got like the the pass to hit like that side of the 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 you know, it's like even like like the no warning fucking mental like all those bands on that side of the 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 aisle for lack of a better term. And like we were just like we were considered like the metalcore band that those kids would sit outside and not watch. Right. And uh,
2: I but t- this
0: but if we were on EVR and they were on trust scale, would it have been different? Good but chance. this is why
2: it might, it might honestly t- yes, it would for sure. But this is honestly why it might take people that are, that were not privy to that. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think people a little pers- more
1: removed. No, I mean, right. Like metal core. It's like, first to me is the question of like, well, what are you defining as metal core? Do you have to, do you have to pick something that stridently is, you know what I mean? Because like, Tom, I think your point about incendiary is good on all points. Like that's a very accessible record. Like as discussed, like that's a record that people I know who are barely into punk music love, like got into it just from going to a show or having a friend who went to it and like, like, yeah, I don't know much about this. Who, Like quite honestly might not be able to name a minor threat song, but love the incendiary record. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? and I mean, that's not, I'm not even dissing. I'm just saying like the their yeah. music their music is limited to something they can touch. Um but it also is like it doesn't totally feel right to call them
0: metalcore but it no, also has metalcore leanings. But doesn't that cuz doesn't in 2021 doesn't metalcore feel like a disres- like somewhat disrespectful well, because it's become like attack attack and not fucking Well, sure. Artists. Well,
1: right. It, it what man so we have hey, to, we should, one you. we should, we should do this at some point is the, and this is the homework's hard on you guys, but, but I think we can all gear towards it is the evolution of the term metalcore and what it's meant because like, I think it went from being a thing where it was like, oh, these are hardcore bands with Slayer leads, you know, like, so it's called metal core. And then it slowly starts drifting away, and it's like, "Oh, now there's these pocket scenes where it's all bands who sound like this." And then it's like, "Oh, now there's bands who are doing this with the Gutenberg thing, and then, oh, there's this, and, and now there's swoop hair, oh, oh," and it's like, and from there becomes it so far yeah. And now it's like, "Oh my God,
0: what is this world? I think here's I, one for both of you guys. Okay. Here's my question: What about either until your heart stops? or Jupiter, both by Kaven.
1: I think Jupiter might be a good one for the post-hardcore convo, actually.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. But
1: no, I think until your heart stop, or... For like a metalcore? Right. I think that's, uh, be that's pretty, pretty, like, dead. It's a lot of you, yeah. too. And I think it would catch enough people who are into faster stuff, or punk stuff, or chaotic stuff, that they could check it and not be completely put off by it like it jane doe is not a good answer here i just don't know that it's for an uninitiated it might not be a good jumping off point am i wrong
2: uh no i i would say it's a legitimately bad offering in the, in this respect
0: i would probably go later converge as an entry point and go yeah,
2: back but, uh, later and earlier actually true <laughs> there's because uh jane doe uh you fail me and there's uh, uh, maybe Axe to fall, all uh-huh. way too extreme sure. and way too different than traditional metalcore. Yeah, to to allow to be welcoming records. And don't get me wrong, fucking Jane Doe was an entry re- way for a hundred thousand kids
1: for yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, and and yo, but, like, yeah.
2: B- but they were walking around with a cool factor at that time. Oh and, yeah, and that cool factor goes a long fucking way to getting people who don't I'm going to say this totally respectfully everybody knows I have the utmost respect for Converge uh, I I joke about having uh, about disrespecting fucking fucked up but I have the utmost respect for fucked up at the end of the day too both of these bands benefited immensely from a poser contingent that was drawn to what the the action was at the time And that's ultimately there's nothing wrong with that because it's great. It means that if a hundred thousand people listen to you and fucking 10,000 find it super fulfilling and this is their life moving forward and it adds something to their life, that's fucking amazing. So, but both bands are undeniably benefited from a out, a totally out of genre listener that completely. Mm. the the kid not the kid at the mall but the kid that reads pitchfork the kid that like loves the internet the
1: kid who who was getting alt press magazine or the weird local weekly at that point you know for sure
2: and Um, that's converge cleaned up on that and created metalcore kids out of that but i don't think that they are a a good entry point for quote-unquote legitimate metalcore
1: what was your answer here pk and and you were I, trying to get something out that me and Tom uh, yeah, stepped sorry. on you. It's it's rare that we step on him. So we let him go.
2: Yeah. I mean, everybody gets stepped on sometimes. It's, it's uh, I, I forget what I was uh, going off on, but I'll give my answer, which is I went all over the place on this. Metalcore is so divergent and so it, it's really, really difficult. Like you could go, if you like stuff like, a uh, dead guy, which some people consider metalcore, then your next, your next jump is to turmoil, right? Uh, if you are, maybe you like, uh, fat records, you like guitar, uh, melodic guitars played fast. You go to shy Uh, you're a, uh, you, you're a mosh kid, but you're sick of getting beat up in the pit you go to Norma Jean, bless the martyr. But, and then I tried, I tried a lot of metalcore that I don't even like today. Like I listened to darkest hour. I saw people going nuts for darkest hour in the comments section of YouTube being like, this was my record. Oh my God. Track six, all that bullshit. And it was, it was like getting stabbed in my fucking ear. I can, it makes no sense to me. It never made sense to me. I really don't
0: like it as music. Do you not like the Gothenburg sound though? Do you not like at the gates or in no, yeah, no. That's right. Like, you
2: can find it at the, the gate song that I
0: like. Word. You know what I mean? Like you can, like I got what you meant, Bob. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I was thinking of that dude, the Steve Kuber. Yeah, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't invent metalcore,
0: fuck man. I've been so confused, dude. Three men and a baby, man. So no, so no, Tom, I don't. Uh, and- yeah, I mean they're like legitimately like, you know, that's what they were going for. So if you don't like the people that started it, you're gonna fucking hate the, the you know,
2: right. And and likewise with the big room metalcore stuff. Like that stuff makes no sense to me because. I didn't even to be cr- to be frank. I didn't even like its origins. Like I didn't like their early bands. Like like Overcast made no sense to me. You, you, you know what I mean? Like I I so wh- right and there's, Where, so
1: so you're right. Like there might be somebody who's like, yo, how come how come you didn't list this Kill Switch Engage record? Like obviously this right. is a good entry point. Or like man, you know like. There's somebody who's probably like, yo, the ghost inside got me into metalcore, of course, yeah, you know? And sure. So, so, yo, I think that's the fun activity that'll come out of this. Whether you like metalcore or not, seeing that term evolve and that as a sort of odd subgenre essentially turn into its own thing. That branches off and does a whole world, and I can tell you about this because I worked several jobs where my primary focus was shipping out metalcore shirts. Um, it is really fascinating, lot. yo, and a lot, yeah, a lot. And there it, were a lot of shirts, and it's interesting the way it's pulled in and come back. Like I think we talked about, there was kind of this weird metalcore revival in the last ten years uh, in the hardcore world, more proper, and it brought the idea of metalcore a little closer in but there was still the shit like yo attack attack couldn't have been further away from the typical of the time hardcore that we talk about on on Axle grind. like whatever what's the year for attack attack 2008 9 10 7 something there well i mean they're coming
0: out in 2021 so <sighs> but now regardless right? Ever, and, we wouldn't put, hardcore and
1: we wouldn't put an attack attack record in our year of year in hardcore. We wouldn't even think about it. Like it oh, wouldn't no. even hit a Jace unless I was really stretching. So, um, so I think us doing kind of a chronology of that. So like either do it, you know, Patrick in a really, like, uh, nerdy uh, uh, detailed way and, and Tom in more of a, like, hey, I actually have personal experience with at least a good swath of this. I think it'll be kind of a fun activity to do that. So where does it start?
0: I where think the metalcore start? Does it start, out, start with the crossover? Well,
1: I think it starts after that. I think I think you talk about... You know where it starts is the punks, punk bands going metal, a la, like, like fucking discharge going metal like glam metal and like and some of the like LA punk bands and Venice p- bands like suicidal so you get some and then you of course the crossover but then i think there's a break yeah. because i think the like th- that stuff just kind of that's the like uh, you know we have to get in some some dinosaur periods but that might be like triassic period and then the jurassic period is where it's like Yo, Judge started putting metal leads in, and this shit's pretty hot. And they slowed things down. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, I think integrity might be. It's a good, that's as good a a fair point. point. Yeah, because they birthed that
0: Cleveland scene that really has a million children. Right. And it had a different vibe. Judge didn't have an an evil vibe.
1: No. And and, and uh, then you get Ringworm, and you have In Cold Blood, and it's like, oh, now you're full on in it, you know?
2: Yeah. And I'm gonna offer. Th- I'm gonna offer this not because, like, I it do- I love this band, but it doesn't mean, like, I don't need to give them uh, OG status if they don't deserve it. But I really think that Earth Crisis became so emblematic mm-hmm. that we don't give them their proper's on really bringing a a kind of like totally diffused Slayer. So th- it's not like yeah. they were like people accuse them of ripping off Slayer riffs. Like that's what that people used to say that back in the day, they'd be like, Oh, you mean it's just fucking, you know, it's it's hard. I mean, it is slower. Slayer. yes, but it's so diffused Tom. Like it's like, it's like, imagine like if you just took the essence of, of Slayer and then gave it to, kids that uh, like fucking love ice men. You know what
1: I mean? (laughs) You're not not wrong, but also there's people who would, who would point at this and go like, Oh yeah. Like, that's like come as you are in that one killing joke song. Like, you know, <laughs> you just you, there's dudes who will do that with, with Earth Crisis songs and Slayer riffs, so. Um, oh,
2: sh- well, I, listen, I'm confident they've borrowed a Slayer riff in their life. I'm also confident they've borrowed a Sepultura riff. I'm also confident that they've borrowed a Creator riff. I'm confident they've borrowed a riff or two.
0: But I no, mean, Firestorm is rain and blood. And yo, you're
1: you're totally right. To me, Earth Crisis, like, they're a metalcore band, and I'm not saying that in a mean way, it's because they sounded just as metal, at least by the LPs, as they did hardcore to me. And I'm not even like a no judgment yeah. zone, they also were on Ozfest, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's like, go- clearly, how, how funny,
2: funny
0: is it? You, you, I mean, I mean they're, they're, they're
2: undeniably a metal band,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, but this is the only genre or sub genre that you have to almost apologize for it. See, but like the, Bob the, did it like inadvertently. You wouldn't be like, I mean, they're like a hardcore band. I'm sorry, but they're a hardcore no, band. No, no, no but <laughs> I don't,
1: no, there's th- other okay, ones so too, actually, This know, is what like I wanted email to say. might get that
0: screamo for sure.
2: Th- this is what I wanted to Scram. say. Yeah. So they, I think that this is a generational thing and we are looking at it That's through correct. a lens informed by when metalcore was a dirty word. I do not think that I think that there's bands that are, like claiming metal core that's correct so to speak right now that yeah like like uh, look there's a swarm like-
1: of bands from california who are young kids who claim metal core and right to, and i mean yo i said california just because those are the first that came to mind but as i'm saying that across the damn country even he, he, like in the northeast everywhere i think it it like many things rises and falls it has these moments where it's a real it it feels like a super dirty word and then it doesn't and then it does and it's yeah. all about like your personal perspective to it i think and i try especially here to be kind of sensitive about that because yo know, like I don't think that it should be taken as a dirty word for me just the same way as if I'm like, yo, Code Orange, like their new music to me is more like an industrial or like some kind of metal band than, than hardcore.
0: Yeah. And I don't even mean that as a diss. It's like, right. You know, I mean, I didn't mean that like derision, but like, that's one of the few things are like, like metalcore? It's kind of ebbed and flowed. Like. I can tell you, I can show you a lot of 1997, you know, fucking German flyers that say like "Indecision," New York, New oh, York yeah. Metalcore, or like Mo- New York core. Yep. Yeah. You but, know what I mean? It's just like, but in this grand scheme of things, we sound like the Promise Ring as a, what's considered metalcore in 2021.
2: Right, and and then there's also like, as you said, it's like what's cool to different people. Like Full of Hell is a fucking metalcore act. You know what I mean? Like sure. there's. That there's no debate there, but they, they You'll
1: rarely ever see that label on them.
2: You never see it uh, because that's not their scene. And, and like it, same thing with code orange code. Listen, I love, I am King. You know what I mean? I think that's a great record. It, it's a metalcore record and it, 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 they played hardcore shows. Their friends were hardcore kids. So you, you didn't have this label applied to them as often as it would have otherwise. But then you have something like, um, knocked loose, which, I think that those kids are coming from a different place and less shy. I, I don't know if they call themselves metalcore, but I don't think that they would run from that. You know what I mean? So it, it's, I, I think that it really, honestly, the stigma in my view has gone away a lot because there's young kids that are going back to metalcore for the first time and thinking it's lit as fuck.
0: I and mean, this is akin to our conversation about new metal.
2: Oh, yeah, to a degree. Or,
0: or, Tom. Like, the shame isn't there.
2: Tom, get this. Forget the shame for a second. Uh, There was, we've talked about this on this podcast, when the uh, uh, Soul Seek era hit us, and when the Blogspot era, actually. When the Blogspot era hit, the Mega Upload era hit, Uh, when that hit, there was a massive interest in early 80s hardcore in a way that there hadn't been for, for for my
0: time in hardcore you know what i mean like i mean it birthed the scene in brooklyn
2: yes it did yes 100 and it, so what i'm saying is there's always a kid going back to something for the first time and for those kids who were like i don't know fucking 20 in the year 2005 right with something like that like yeah. th- those kids went back to uh, early 80s hardcore, and that was the epitome of cool. However, early 80s hardcore, you got to push that forward now because to a kid, that's like the Velvet Underground now. That's just like some old, old shit. So now a kid who is 20 right now is going to be re- going back looking for inspiration in stuff that they might not have been exposed to and arriving at Metalcore and thinking, yo, this Zayo record is unreal. So right. I think right. that the stigma is, I think that that's a generational thing that we wear a little bit uh, that younger people may
0: not. I got an idea for somebody that was on, had been on before, that wanted to come back on. That would probably be a good person to talk to mm. about this. Okay,
1: yo, I think that's a good spot. This is fun. We have more. Awesome. Let's do it again sometime.
2: Yo, I I, <laughs> I can I obviously don't say it. We're wrapping up, but I cannot wait for the New York hardcore one because oh man, I think I've I think I've got one that would not. You neither of you is gonna say, but you will agree with. <laughs> so I'm I'm curious.
1: And but, that's what the pros call a tease.
2: There you go.
0: Good night.